I look forward to serving you God's word because you can turn on, I don't know about you, but I watch 95% less news. How many do that? Raise your hand. 95% news. How many watch 100% news? I pity you. I mean, I have to get away from the world. So it's so delightful to get in small groups. It's so delightful to get into the church. It's so delightful to get around other believers in Jesus Christ because we need to hear a word from God. So turn with me to John 15. If you're at home, and open up your Bibles at home. John chapter 15. If you're here, you can open up our app, our VLC app Plantation, and it will give the outline for this morning's message. I love this chapter, chapter 15. I am the vine. I am the true grapevine. And my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit. And he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so they will produce even more fruit. You have already been pruned. Think about that. And purified by the message I have given you. Now remain in me, and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you. Ah, think about those who are the 21 days of fasting and prayer now. You may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, ah, then everyone will be able to identify you as a true follower of Jesus Christ, my true disciples. By the way, he says, this brings great glory to my Father. He wants us to shine for him. He continues, I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. (laughs) That's a great love. Remain in my love. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love just as I obey my Father's commandments and remain in his love. I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. This is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. He kind of goes on to explain that kind of love. Verse 13, there is no greater love than to lay down one's life for a friend, or for friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you slaves because a master doesn't confide in his slaves. Now you are my friends since I have told you everything the Father told me. You didn't choose me. 
I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever you ask using my name. This is my command. Love one another. And may God add his blessings to the reading of his word this morning. I've entitled this message, Remain Here. So the first thing I'd like to remind you, if you're looking at your outline, I'm going to define remain. Remain here is the title of this morning's message. To stay in the same place or with the same person or group. Now, a vineyard is used to help depict what Jesus is saying, but I want you to think about who your friend is, who you hang out with this morning. I want, to, want you to think about who's your biffle, who's your fam, who's your homeboy, who's your home slice. I was looking up these words and going, wow, who's your homie? Who's your chica? <laughs> Who's your buddy? Who's your BFF? I I'm telling you, I can't contain it anymore. I I've held it behind this, this jacket. Here it is. <laughs> Can you see it? I've been hiding. I'm no longer going to hide. I love Jesus. I, hey, my best friend, what do you do with a best friend? You, you give to your best friend. You talk with your best friend. You, you, you love your best friend. You, you confide in your best friend. You, you, you even confess to your best friend. You tell your friend things that you tell nobody else in the whole wide world. Well, I can't contain it anymore. I hope you'll join me in telling the whole world who your best friend is. It is Jesus. Hallelujah. Okay, I got a little emotional. He's my home, I don't know, can he say he's my home slice? <laughs> I hope that's a good word. Who's your home slice? I hope it is Jesus. He really, truly, 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 truly is my best friend. And even when we have best friends, do you ever fight with your best friend? How many of your spouse is your best friend? I hope I see some hands there. <laughs> okay, you, you guys never fight, right? Never, ever. And you have a best friend, you, you, you fight. Well, I, that, that, just because I say proudly Jesus is my best friend doesn't mean I, I don't ever offend him. I'm not saying I'm perfect, but I'm his child and he is my best friend. I talk to him about everything. He is my counselor. He can be your best friend too. By the way, as I'm defining BFFs, Best friend, Jesus said, if you hang out with me, well, he actually uses the word remain. Do you know how many times that word is used in, in these 17 verses? Anybody guess? Actually, in some of your translations, it says what? Abide. But in the translation we're using this morning, the New Living Translation, it uses the word remain. Remain with me. Do you know how many times? Eight times Jesus uses the word remain here, kind of like you're going to the shopping center. Son, stay right next to me. Honey, stay right next to me because you don't want them to get lost. Jesus is saying, stay right next to me. Remain in me. It is used eight times. You think, hey, if he says it one time, it's important, right? Someone said, God said it. I believe it. That settles it. 
There's something wrong with that equation. You know what it is? God said it. That settles it. It doesn't matter what you believe. So if God says something one time, he means business. Eight times he's telling you and me, remain close to the Father. Remain close to Daddy. Remain close to Jesus. Eight times. You don't think that's important? How about when Jesus rose from the dead? He told the apostles, go into Galilee. Remain there. I'm going to show up there, and you're going to be full of this joy that I've talked about. But if you don't remain there, you're going to miss the risen Savior. There's another time, if you don't think it's important, Jesus told the apostles, remain in Jerusalem because in Jerusalem, you're going to be filled with power from on high. Up to that time, Peter hadn't done much of anything. Neither had any of the apostles. What happens had they not remained in that space, in that location? What happens if you miss out like Thomas did? Did you know Thomas wasn't there? You miss a good church meeting. You miss a good prayer meeting. You're liable to miss the mighty works of God. In these days, you don't want to miss being around God's people and hanging out with Jesus. By the way, when you hang out with Jesus, I've never been a big fan of bumper stickers. And <laughs> that way I can drive the way I want. <laughs> now, I'm just teasing you. <laughs> I don't want anybody cursing God because of the way you drove or I drove. And I don't like wearing these shirts. Because sometimes when you wear shirts, like, I got the biggest chewing out on the pickleball court this week. I didn't do anything. I promise. I didn't do anything. This guy called me of all things a cheater. He said, you cheated me three times. You called it out when it was right on that line. He never told me that. And anytime it does hit that spot, I always ask my partner, hey, did you see it in or out? So one time I hit a ball. It hit the paddle of the other guy on the other side and went in a different direction. So I get ready to take the ball from the, receipt, the, uh, the other team, and he keeps the ball, and he goes to serve. I say, excuse me, sir, uh, it's my serve. The, the ball hit the paddle. That's it. I'd say, you cheater. And these guys are two teachers of pickleball, and we were beating them. You, you think that might have had something to do with why he all of a sudden, he just, he just, you pushed a button and you saw the fruits of the flesh very quickly. And I'm sitting there and getting screamed and yelled at. And I'm a preacher. Good thing I didn't have this. <laughs> I, I didn't feel guilty because I didn't do anything wrong. One of the guys later came back and played me. And I really felt happy about that. But let me say something to you. When you hang around people that love Jesus, they're going to notice that you hang around God. Even when I was in college, even when I was in a church and I was single, I wanted to hang around people that love God. When you remain around Jesus, people will notice that. Even religious people, legalists, who don't really love him notice. In Acts chapter 4, the apostles were noticed because they hung around Jesus, even though they weren't educated in those religious circles, these religious people could tell they had hung around Jesus. Let's look at that verse. Verse four, uh, 13, chapter 4 of the book of Acts. It said, the members of the council, this is the religious elite, were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, for they could see they were ordinary men with no special training in scriptures. 
Here's the key. They also recognized them as men who had been with Jesus. Have you been accused of being a super Joe Christian? By the way, you're going to see in this chapter, God wants you to be noticed. If, you know, we see these athletes and what they do when they go in the end zone and they pull out their Superman shirts. I wonder how many are going to pull out. I, Jesus is my best friend. I know when Tim Tebow did that, they kicked him out of the NFL. The world, if they love you, then the love of the Father is not in you. That's what he said. So listen, don't try to be loved by the world because they're not going to love you. But if you love Jesus, people will notice. The body of Christ will notice. Even your neighbors will notice because they'll stay away from you. You remember, even in the book of Acts, in chapter 5, after Ananias and Sapphira died in the church, the people stayed away from the apostles. They, they knew they were men of God, but they, they stayed away. They were afraid. When you live for God, even the world will be afraid of you. Hmm. Who's your BFF? By the way, remain here. Do you know that you can really be here right now, but be somewhere else? So it's important to establish, remain here. He told the apostles, remain here in the garden. Pray with me. I need you. I can, I can almost hear Jesus saying, I need you more than I ever have needed you before. The weight of the whole world is going to be on my shoulders. Can you remain here and be active while you remain here and pray for me while you're remaining here? And what did the apostles do? They fell asleep. You can be here right now, but be somewhere else. Or you can be sitting at home and your wife's talking to you and you can be watching a football game and, and, and she's talking to you. Yes, hon, yes, hon, yeah, yeah, go, go, yes, hon, yes. And, and all of a sudden, the wife's gone. About an hour later, she shows up with a big package, a brand new refrigerator, two, three thousand dollar refrigerator. And you're going, honey, what happened? Well, honey, when you were watching the football game, I said, honey, I see this refrigerator we need. It costs about two, three thousand bucks. Which, which, do you like it? Do you think we need one? Yeah, 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 yeah. And 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 uh, and, and and go, go. And then you say, go, go, go. You say, and and I went and got the refrigerator. You were there, but you really weren't there. You know what I mean. Don't try that today. There's some good football games on today. Or maybe you might want to try that. So you could be here and not here today. So remain here, Jesus said, so that you can produce. Hang with me. I'm your best friend. He calls us friends. Now, the second thing I want you to think about this morning, if, you're, if you remain here in this location or with this person or with their message, you're saying, You've arrived. Remain says you've arrived somewhere with someone. It, it's saying something. You can't remain somewhere if you didn't get there. And so if you look at verse 3 and 4, notice what it says again in chapter 15. He said, you have already, this is why you're remaining here, you have already been pruned. He's talking to the apostles. And purified by the message I give you remain in me now he starts eight times telling you please stay with me remain in me and I will remain in you here's why for a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me and so the 
Jesus is saying believers have embraced his message. But you need to communicate to yourself and to others around you exactly why is this person your best friend. And you, and you tell someone, well, here's the reason why. I, I grew up with this person. I, I, they live right next door to me. They're, they're one of my best friends. Why is Jesus your best friend? Are you really ready to communicate that to people around you? Let me give you a couple passages that help you understand that you've been pruned and purified by the message. He's saying, remain in my love. So he's saying, remain in the truths that I'm teaching you because many Christians are departing from these fundamental truths. Here's one of them, 2 Corinthians 5, 21. Here's the message you're remaining in. The Bible says, he, God, made him, who's him? Jesus, who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Another one, Galatians 1.4. See, we, I want to, you need to draw attention to your best friend, not to you, although I'm doing this right now. Now I'm trying to draw attention to why he's my best friend. And why I want to remain in him or why he wants me to remain in him. Galatians 1.4. The Lord, Yeshua, Mashiach, is the one who gave himself for our sins. That he might rescue us from this present, this present evil age according to the will of God and Father. That's the message you're remaining in. That's what you're attached to. You don't want to depart from that. Many have left this truth or these truths. Many in the pulpits of America, they've left these truths. How about a couple more? Romans 5, 6 through 8. This is kind of the heart of why we really are BFFs with Jesus. For while we were still helpless, uh, do you remember when you were a helpless sinner? Do you remember that? At the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For one will hardly die for a righteous man, though perhaps for the good man someone would dare even to die. But God demonstrated his love toward us that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. This is the gospel in a nutshell, but you can't leave out 1 Corinthians 15 because there's one more thing that you need to talk about because many, many people have died, right? How many people have died? Everyone has died. So 1 Corinthians 15, you got to be sure to get around to this when you're explaining why Jesus is your best friend, why you hang out with him, why you need to stay attached to him so you can produce fruit. In 1 Corinthians 15, 3 through 6, I passed on to you what was most important and what had been passed on to me. This is the Apostle Paul speaking. Christ, there it is again, died for our sins, just as the Scripture said. This is what we do in baptism. He was buried. He was raised from the dead on the third day. Just as the Scripture said. He was seen by Peter and then by the 12. After that, he was seen by a couple more people. No, he was seen by over 500 people of his followers at one time, most who are still alive, though some have died. Wow. 
You need to communicate this message to other people around you. This is the reason why you need to stay attached to the vine because all this is coming from Jesus, the message you believe that has come from him. He's the one that is going to fill your tank up with. And then when you believe, don't forget 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Very important. This means once you believe, that's what he just said to the apostles. He said, the message I've given you has pruned you and it has purified you. The message I've taught you that you believe has made you righteous. That message I've taught you has forgiven you of your sins. That message has made you a friend of mine. You have believed it. And the Bible tells us this in 517. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old is gone and the new life has begun. Probably, church, one of the, the hardest things for me to understand, again, in this day and age, and, and this is why we're praying in the 21 days of fasting, that when someone says, I accept Jesus as my Savior, he's telling you and me, the old is gone. The old what? The old fleshly ways, the philosophy and ideology of the world, the appetites and pleasures of this world have been switched. You now embrace a whole new world. And sometimes you and me are scratching our heads when someone gets saved. We're going, where's the evidence? Where's the fruit? Where's the beef? Does someone have to ask that about you? Where's the beef? Where's the fruit that you've been hanging out with Jesus Christ. You don't think they need this command or need to be reminded of this command? Do you think that you and me need to be reminded, okay, I love Jesus, I've been born again, I've been baptized, I go to church, but, but then it is so easy to veer off the reservation and, and something happens in your life. Perhaps you lose a job, you lose a loved one, God doesn't answer your prayer. I'm out of here. And you leave the church. It is amazing people that leave the church and the reasons why they leave the church over the simplest things. We need to be reminded not to leave. Think about it. The apostles. As Jesus is telling this story in John chapter 15, remember that evening he's about to die. He's about to give his life. He's about to be arrested. And right then, they've been taught all these wonderful things. Jesus has modeled everything for them. And Peter balks at the idea of Jesus being a servant. Now, if Jesus models servanthood to Peter, guess what Peter has to do? Peter then has to also become just like Jesus, right? And he didn't like that, and he, he was, so he was not remaining with Jesus' teaching about being a servant. And then, and then they're in the upper room, and they're jockeying for position in Jesus' kingdom with the other apostles, and Jesus is about to be crucified. They're not remaining with the teaching. They're, they're arguing. They're bringing discord. There's no unity. And then Peter gets proud I'll never deny you're my BFF. Remain in me, Peter. Peter got away from the believers. 
the biggest thing the enemy uses is to isolate you away from the other believers, away from that small community, away from the church. So now he can spill his poisonous darts in your mind and in your heart. The church becomes very important. And so Peter ended up going out from that garden. Actually, all the apostles scattered, so they did not remain with Jesus. He was alone. The sheep scattered. How are you going to behave in these coming days and weeks as all heck breaks loose in our country? I have no idea what's going to go down in the next week or two or three or four weeks. have no idea. But we need to remain in Jesus so we conduct ourselves and are, we're united. Even if you and me disagree on some things politically, you and me need to be united around one Father, one Savior, one baptism, one, one family of God. Yes, we all have differences. I have differences with my wife. I want a bed that goes up and down. She doesn't. I still want that bed. <laughs> So we have lots of differences, but we're one. We've been married now 39 years. We made it. So, but differences, oh my goodness. So listen, body, we're going to have some differences about what's been going on last year and even this year. But I'm going to find a way to get along with you. That doesn't mean I compromise my values that I have between myself and God. Now, most of the time, let me say this. I want the majority of the saints who I know love God and produce fruit. We, we do need to be on the same page. Amen. We do need to be. If, if I had most of the saints that love God and produce fruit that were against what I was saying or against what I was teaching, then, then I, I need to go back to my prayer closet and wonder what's going on. So we need to more than ever remain connected to Jesus, to the small groups, and to the church. Remember Thomas? Thomas wasn't with the group. Guess what he decided to do? I'm not believing unless I see the risen Savior. Just think about it. All the things he'd been taught, how Jesus modeled for him how he should live on this earth, yet he was willing to toss it all and not believe. Actually, one person who walked with them for three years, decided to leave. What was his name? Judas Iscariot. Remain in him, he said, or you'll not produce any fruit. Notice, remain in him, verse 4. Remain in me and I will remain in you. Here's why. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. You cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. And that's exactly why Jesus has to remind us. It is so easy to get off the reservation and get our eyes on the world. The third thing this morning I want you to think about is the blessings. Ah, yes, we wondered when we'd get around to this. Remain in him and watch the blessings flow. I've probably saw more blessings in the midst of tragedy and sorrow last year than I have almost in my entire life. It is during the troubles and tribulations that come your way, it is a chance for the glory of God to see the Holy Spirit at work in your life and my life. Amen? Just think about that. It's a chance for God to showcase his love. He said, remain in him and watch the blessings flow. Notice in verse 5. 
Yes, I am the vine. He said, and you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them. Here it is, saint. Here it is. Even during COVID, even during the civil unrest, even during this whole voting thing, he said, listen, I will produce much fruit. From apart from me, you can do nothing. Now look at verse 7. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. Three quick things I see here. He said you'll, have, you'll be fruitful. You and me will bear spiritual fruit. Just flip the coin around and think about what does it look like for someone to be worldly. You, 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 you know those things. So flip it around and you're going to be full of love. You're going to be full of seeing people come to know Jesus Christ. You're, you're going to see people that come to church that you've invited or come to a small group. Or, and our people are going to be noticing that Jesus is your best friend because you're going to have a bumper crop of fruit. He also tells us in verse 7 that your prayers will be answered. Verse 7, notice, but if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. We are diligently at this present time seeking God by fasting and praying. Yes, he's going to hear our prayers after the 21 days, but we're intensifying our prayers and asking God to do some special things. And one of the things I'm asking is for spiritual healing and physical healing. The other thing I'm asking for God to do is revelation. Revelation, God, what are you doing at such a time like this? Remember, Amos 3, 7 says, he doesn't do anything without first revealing it to his prophets. God, what are you up to? So please join me in that prayer, asking God, please, Lord, what will you reveal to us, the church, the people that are fruitful? You said you would answer lots of prayers if indeed we did seek you with all of our hearts and all of our minds. Notice, also, one other thing that's not in there, but I really want this to happen when we pray. The fruit of repentance. Hmm. Fruit of repentance. In Matthew 3, 8, God reminds us that this is a type of fruit. Remember John the Baptist? People were coming to him as he was talking about the Messiah coming. And, and they were coming and listening to his message. And they said, what do we have to do? to prove that we're listening to your message, that we want to remain with you and your teaching. He said, produce fruit in keeping with repentance. Now I want to read it in the New Living Translation that puts it a different way. New Living Translation in Matthew 3, it says, prove by the way you live. That's the fruit. By the way you live, you have repented of your sins and turned to God. A simple thing, if I'm angry at Reuben, uh, and, and we have something between us, the, the simple evidence and fruit would be, you'd see me hanging around Reuben. I'm sorry, Reuben. Here's what I did. Were you, no, you weren't the one that chewed me out. No, that's not the guy. <laughs> Forgive him. By the way, I wanted to go up and tell that guy, but I was afraid he'd give me another chewing out. <laughs> you ever been there? You, I want to go tell the person, hey, listen, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I really thought of doing that. I'm so glad he disappeared pretty quickly. I really, really, truly wanted to do that. I wanted him to see the humility of God in me. But sometimes, remember, don't cast your pearl before the swine. Do you know what that means, believers? That means no matter what you say about God, it's going to be like water off a duck's back. Don't waste your time. Two more quick things. 
Remain in him and you'll be loved and full of joy. You know, that's how I found Christ. I felt unloved. Notice in verse 9 through 11, notice what it says. I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. Here it is again. Remain in me. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love just as I obey my Father's commandments and remain in his love. I've told you these things so that you will be filled with joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. So Jesus said, if you remain in him, you'll be loved. If you remain in him, you'll obey. If you remain in him, you'll be full of the joy of the Lord. But something else he says again, another point, remain in me and you'll love like me. Notice in verse 12 and 13. This is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. And he explains how. So he commands you and me to love. So if we say we love Jesus, if he's our BFF, then we're going to love other people, even people that sin. He said even love your enemies. We're going to love like Jesus, like he did on the cross. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Then he said the greatest expression of love is that a, a, a person will lay down his life for his friends. And then the affection in verse 14 and in verse 15. Notice that he says, also remain in me. You're commanded to remain. And then in verse 14 and 15, you are my friends if you do what I command. Hmm. I no longer call you slaves because a master doesn't confide in his slaves. Now you are my friends since I've told you everything the Father told me. It's the greatest expression of love. He laid down his life for his friends. The last one, remain in me and you'll produce. This is the big one. This ties into our theme for the first part of this month. He wants you to multiply. Notice in verse 8 and verse 16. John 15, 8. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my Father. Singing's good, giving's good, showing up at church is good. But He said, if you're popping out everywhere, fruit for me, it brings my Father great glory. I want to do, in some translations, when you work for my Lord and my Father, he will produce many things through you. In, in the New Living Translation in verse 16, it says, You didn't choose me, but I chose you, and I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit, so that my Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Saints, eight times Jesus tells us, remain in him. When we decide to, to meddle with sin, we do not remain in him. When we decide to get away from the church or get away from a small group or get away from our Christian friends, we're, we're not remaining in him. When we decide to deviate from a non-negotiable doctrinal truth, like Jesus is the only way to the Father. By the way, in evangelical circles, over 47% do not believe that Jesus is the only way to the Father. Many do not believe there is even a hell or a judgment's coming because God is love. He is love, but he's also a merciful God and he's also a just God. 
Remember we talked a couple weeks ago about true fasting is to love justice and mercy and walk humbly before God. Because God is merciful, he must bring justice upon sin. And so if you're listening in this morning online or you're here and you've never ever given your life to Jesus Christ, remember, number one, acknowledge that you have sinned hard for a lot of men to do this I have sinned God before you be believe in the gospel that we just talked about this morning believe that Jesus died for your sins and God brought his judgment upon his son instead of you and he hung there on that tree and bled and died for you and me and then number three remember this he rose from the dead Confucius didn't rise from the head dead Muhammad Ali didn't rise from the dead Muhammad didn't rise from the dead Nobody rose from the dead except Jesus Christ. And you put your confidence in that true story. And then finally, you confess him openly. Aha, world, at work, neighborhood, I want you to know from now on, now on, guess who my best friend is? Jesus. Would you stand at this time, please? Jesus is my best friend. Listen, if you... If you're, if, you, if you're here this morning and the Holy Spirit's knocking on your door, saying, please, now's the time. Don't wait. Accept me as your Savior. If you're online looking this morning and, and, and God has spoken to you, go to the comment section and there's a little tag there. Let us know. I've decided to make Jesus my best home slice, my best homie. No, my best friend forever. And I'm going to remain in him, especially during these trials and tribulations. Father, please. Bring glory to your name this morning as we've talked about you and blessed you. In Jesus' name we pray. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast. If this has blessed you, would you consider giving